It's time for this week's Uplift. Three ordinary guys that want you to find the freedom that is available by knowing our Lord Jesus Christ. So sit back and enjoy Uplift, brought to you by the Fulcrum Center. Visit our site at thefulcrumcenter.org. So hey guys, years ago, when I first started going to church regularly, we had a guest speaker. And this guy was loud. I mean, shouting. And he was, I guess I would call him very charismatic. Mm -hmm. Okay? And he asked if anybody wanted to come to the altar. And, you know, this one lady goes up and she's got her arms in the air. And he comes by and he yells and just smacks her in the head. And she falls backwards. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm brand new, okay? Okay. Like, I had gone to church for a couple years at a church in Columbus, and then when I moved to this area, I had only gone to this church a couple times, and this is happening, and I'm like, either I'm in the wrong place, or I am so far from understanding who God is that I need a, to really get my butt in gear and, and learn. Mm-hmm. I didn't know which it was. So I decided to read the Bible. That's what influenced me to read the Bible all the way through for the first time. And there was so much I didn't understand, but when I got through it, I never really saw where it said, you got to do this. And it really confused me for a long time. Hmm. So I'm not saying that guy was wrong. I'm sure he was on fire for the Lord. There's no doubt. But it just made me question. And then I start. In these days, I wonder how many people feel like they see things sensational like this and feel like if I'm not doing that, if I'm not a part of that, if I don't understand that, then they feel like they're not close to God, like mm-hmm. I felt. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So what does it take to be close to God? Yeah. Ooh. I got two That's answers. Good. I got two answers, and then you guys can critique the two answers. <laughs> okay. The Word and Jesus. Okay. I like those answers. Yeah, very much. <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs> I'm Phil Bliss. Yeah. I'm Ian Thornton. And I'm Chad McLeish. And this is Uplift. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs> Pretty red sums it up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what can we say more than that, though? Right. It really is. I mean, and it's it's so foundational mm. um, and and basic but it's so right, mm-hmm. you know, and, and oftentimes we can get caught up in what's the next or the sensational, like what yeah. you brought up, mm-hmm. Phil. You know, we can get caught up in those things and start looking at those and watching those and following those mm-hmm. and missing out on what we need to be focused on. So it's not about following what other people are doing, but being focused mm-hmm. on those two things, yeah. spirit and truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And really, everything we need to do as Christians, we can measure by those two measuring sticks. The Word written in the Bible in hmm. Jesus. And really, we what we know about Jesus primarily comes from the Bible. But, you know, back to your sensationalism. You know, like I remember, um, it was last summer, I think. And yes, it was last summer. I, I, you know, I was listening to this sermon of this YouTube, uh, this pastor, and he's got this big mega church, and there's probably thousands of people there, and he's 
prophesying and he's pacing back and forth on stage and he's just you know and i was like wow i was like you know he he's really you know in being led by the spirit and all this stuff and then he said something that you know uh was just totally wrong and but he was just you know ranting and raving and waving his hands and all this stuff and and then he said something that was just totally wrong and i immediately knew in the spirit that it was wrong Mm. And I was like, whoa, so that was sensationalism. And I can guarantee you, Jesus didn't do that. Mm-hmm. When, he, when Jesus was speaking to, especially people mm. who were new, that he was teaching and all that sort of thing, uh, he didn't do that. Mm. I guarantee it. It doesn't really tell us a whole lot in the Bible, but you know, I when you seek Jesus' heart, and that's what we should be doing. When we seek Jesus' heart and we see how he operated, it was not sensational. His rebukes, did, you know, like he rebuked the, uh, you know, the, the, the 12. He rebuked them, but it wasn't loud, boisterous yelling. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. It was and he, because he didn't have to. Because there was a there was there was there was truth Come on. And, there was truth and authority in it. Yes. And so he didn't have to get loud. He didn't now he flipped some tables. Yeah. But he flipped the tables in context. There was a context behind what he did. Mm-hmm. You know. Because that was what those people in that situation would understand. So but when we're with other believers and, and in that sort of situation, in almost any situation you can imagine, less is more. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. He had a calm authority mm-hmm. about him. Yes. yes. Well, it, calm authority. Well, yeah, and we, we've talked before about meekness. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. meekness is authority under control. Yeah. 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 You know, and it's, it's the authority that we've been given, God's authority that we've been given. Under his control, right? Not ours, and not what we think we need to do with it to make it be or do what we want it to do. Mm-hmm. But it's really going okay. I've been given this authority, and in this situation that I'm in, I want to present God's authority. So, God, how do you want to do this? Right. And and sometimes it might be because God's created all kinds of different personalities. Yeah, but yeah. it's not yeah. the actions that move the Lord, mm-hmm. it's following through in what He wants us to do. And in, in speaking, it's not just, okay, I, I have to, every time somebody comes to me that, I, that, that wants me to pray for their healing, then I need to hold their hands. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not mm-hmm. about that consistent one-time action. Mm-hmm. Well, if you, want me to, if you want to come forward and me pray with you, then I'm going to change the volume of my voice. And my palm is going to hit your forehead. Therefore, something's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? right. Now, th- there may be times. It, I, I can attest to my own self that there's been times when God's had me lay my hand on someone's head. Sure, sure. Or wherever they may be injured or whatever. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. But it's following his leading. Right. That's on my the- point. Altogether, yeah. that is my point. Yeah. When you follow God's lead, hmm. God doesn't have to have you put your hands on someone, but sometimes He will. And there's reasons for that that He may only know. Like maybe the person will respond better if you are laying your hands on them. Or maybe He actually wants to work through your hands. But 
Mm-hmm. If it comes from God, then okay. But if it's not, if you're just manufacturing it, yeah. Like the word I used earlier before we started, preachatainer. <laughs> Retchatainer. Yeah. Manufacturing, yes. It's <clears throat> that's the kind of thing. And it what that does is it it may look you make that person look like they know what they're doing, but it's driving more people away than it's bringing in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Hmm. Because people are going to people will follow a strong leader, and they'll try to imitate what they see. You know, if someone has never prayed before, and they see us praying, they're going to try to pray just like we did, because they don't know what to do. Yeah. Okay? And if you get someone up on stage who's hitting people in the head, and and they're falling out, and, and you know, and just yelling, and they think that's the way it is, and God's leading them to maybe possibly give a message somewhere, they may imitate that and drive people away or, or they may see, not see the results because it was not really from God mm-hmm. and then they'll fall away from their faith. Yeah. And, and I think that's some of what we're experiencing in, in church. Now, it can be the, the charismatic Pentecostal church like what we were describing or it can be a Lutheran or Presbyterian or, or Methodist that's that, or, and, and, or Catholic that's more ritual- following rituals and ritualistic. Um, But these people have learned from somewhere and they're doing it and then they're repeating it and they're just like what you said, Phil. And But there's coming this time that we're facing and that God's bringing that he's really driving his bride back into the word. Yes. And pulling what the first church was back into... The present. Yes. Yes. And so I'm anticipating that there's a lot of shift that God is bringing for all these different denominations to get back to the central focus of being the bride. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that comes straight out of what Chad, what you were talking, straight out of the scripture. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we need to be learned. Yeah. Yeah. Is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and and this isn't necessarily biblical, but there's an old saying that I always love the saying, and, uh, you know, a lion doesn't need to roar for you to know that it's a lion. And so much that is for leadership in general, Mm. inside the church and outside the church and business and whatever in in our life. You know, some of the best, strongest leaders are quiet, reserved, they have that meekness, like you talked about. Mm -hmm. Real true authority does not need boisterous, loud action, you know. People carry authority and wisdom, and they don't have to be flashy with it. Right. You know, and and think, when you think about the power that and the authority that Jesus had, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> he didn't need any of that. Like That's you right. said, like, when he healed people... He would occasionally heal people by touching them, or he'd spit in the mud and make mud paste and put it on somebody's eyes. Or a girl would touch his cloak, mm. and you know, without his him seeing it, he knew that she had touched his cloak mm-hmm. because he could feel the power right. going flowing through him out. Mm. That's where we need to go. Mm. Right. That's where we as Christians need to go. So we need to have. That quiet, calm authority, you know, 
I mean, uh, walking on water. There was no big boisterous production. It was just <laughs> there were know. no flashing lights and no, there was none of that. <laughs> and you know, he taught people. You know, he taught people sitting on the ground or sitting on a rock, and and you know, yeah. Uh, he fed all those thousands of people with with a couple fish and a couple loaves of bread. Uh, you know, there wasn't any big fanfare or production. Mm-hmm. It just happened quietly. Everybody sat down. Everybody ate their fill, and then they had more scraps than they had when they started. And it, and it was just a quiet yeah. authority. He wielded so much power and authority that we couldn't even fathom, and you'd never see it. Yeah. And we never, and, and no one did see it. Mm. You know? Because they didn't have to. It being a, it being big flashy thunder and lightning and you know all that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, because he could have put on quite the light show. Oh, he could, <laughs> right, right, and a smoke machine, <laughs> right. That's right. So today we're the day we're recording this. There were big thunderstorms that rolled through, and it's January. Yeah, yeah. it's January in Ohio, <laughs> right? And there were thunderstorms that rolled through. You yeah. know, and uh, but Jesus didn't need thunderstorms. You know, he just he acted. The way his father intended, and, yeah, and stuff happened. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah. because right along with what you're saying, Chad, you know, even Jesus talked about you know his relationship with his father in this yeah. way that mm-hmm. I I do what I see my father doing, mm-hmm. and I speak what I hear my father saying, mm-hmm. and it's not just that Jesus took what God was saying and then created his own way on how he was going to say it. Mm-hmm. I really understand that when Jesus says that, he is talking about that he heard his father speaking and he heard what his father wanted him to say. And not just what he wanted him to say, but how he wanted him to say it. Mm-hmm. And and with what power and or authority or you know all of that mm-hmm. came into play when he spoke. Mm-hmm. And so he really took the heart of his father and that's what he shared. Right, and I think we get a great picture of what that looked like, mm-hmm. and that's why when he said to <coughs> to Philip, "You have seen the Father because mm. you have seen me." There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you were seeing an image of the Father through Jesus, mm-hmm. and that power and authority that was in him is now in this Holy Spirit that is within us, mm-hmm. and. When we take it beyond that, sure, it's personality, it's personal conviction. There's a lot of things about us as humans that come out, but why don't we just make it about Jesus? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where we're going. That's what's going to save people. That's where we're going. That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. So the key words for me over the past couple of weeks of my studies have been, I've been watching how Jesus operated and, and reading about it. And he operated with compassion. You know, he healed with compassion in, in some cases. And, mm-hmm. you know, so in the love and the authority, which I think I talked about on the last program last week. Mm-hmm. So... When we combine that love and the authority, there's great power in that because we're we are we are walking towards where Jesus was. 
which is what we're called to do. But mm-hmm. there's that third component that I learned about this week, which is compassion. And he had compassion on people, and it was very quiet action. You know, he would, t- you know, either touch someone or something like that. And, and Phil, back to your point earlier, you're talking about laying hands on people for healing. And there's an act of faith for us that that we do when we heal or that sort of thing. And sometimes we choose to lay hands on people. There are other ways to do it. You know, some people have a prayer cloth, whatever. There are these different things, but it's an act of faith when we do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it does not have to be physically in person. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's, there's different acts of faith. You know, like one thing, Ian, you had told me before, you can lay hands on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something that, you know, I've, I've practiced a lot over the past several months or year or whatever is when you pray and, and at times when you pray for yourself, lay hands on yourself, mm-hmm. you know. That's a powerful weapon. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I've learned, too, this week is, and, and I can't even remember where I read this, but speaking the word out loud, no. the power of speaking the word out loud, mm-hmm. because they did that. Yes. Yeah, you know. Yes. They, they did that. They would, and then back in, in the days of, you know, the apostles and Jesus, they would speak the, the word of the Old Testament, mm-hmm. you know. Because that's what they had. But when you speak that out loud, there's great power in that. And that also takes us one step closer to what Jesus did and how he did things and how he operated. And that's another key that that we need to unlock in this. And that's not flashy either. Those are just saying the words Mm -hmm. that are in the scripture as our, you know, relationship with God and our and our and our authority over situations. Hmm. Absolutely. Very basic mm-hmm. and foundational. Yeah, I don't. You know, what, since I started this conversation out, I don't want to tell people that if you are going to a church that is very charismatic, Pentecostal, whatever, and if you're into that. That's between you and God, and if that if you are getting closer to God through that, then fantastic. I am not here to downplay what anybody else is doing. I'm here for those who are feeling marginalized because they don't understand or because they don't feel a part of it. There's something else, mm-hmm. right? There's there's a there's a quiet authority that Jesus has that He gives to us, and I'm not saying that they're wrong and I'm right. I'm just saying that. If you're feeling marginalized, just turn to the Lord and let him b- give you his compassion and quietness and grow in him with that. And then maybe you will end up in something like that, or maybe you won't. But right. let it be, because we are all individually different. There, God loves variety. Mm-hmm. So just don't feel like there's nothing else, That's because that's what I felt like. Yeah, less I really felt or, like or I felt was less being than. Out. Yeah, I felt less than hmm. for a long time, and so, for so long I tried to mimic that and understand that and grow into that. And then I even, you know, because I was so lost there, there was a, a three-year period where I fell into the messianic movement and felt like that was the truth, and I had to become a part of that. And 
God's like, no, that's that's for them. That's not what I want for you. They they have a purpose, they have a calling, but I want you mm. to do be something different. So mm. he called me out of that and into a quiet, gentle movement with him, mm. just a relationship with him, mm. and the rest is just extra. Mm. Not that it's wrong. It's just extra. Mm. Yeah, and like you said, Phil. Each of one of us have an individual walk with God. He's going yeah. to work e- with right. us each individually. The way that God works for with me, the way that God works with Ian, and the way that God works with Phil, the, all three of us are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a big debate that I read last week somewhere on social media. And there was this big discussion and lots of debate back and forth about um, somebody said, well, is evidenced by baptism of the Holy Spirit, you have to speak in tongues and you have to... You know, the, the tongue, you know, speaking in, in, in a heavenly language. And there was all this debate, and people were condemning each other, and like, oh, you don't, you, if you don't have that gift, you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, and all that sort of thing. And it's like, mm, we got to seek Jesus on this. You know, we mm-hmm. aren't the judge or the authority of that. Right. That's key. That, that's, that's true. Because there, true. Are, there are people that exploit that. Mm-hmm. I yes. mean, that's a very legitimate thing that, you know, God empowers people to do. And then there are people who exploit that in the boisterous thing we're talking about. But that's what we need to seek God on that. And, and we need to really pray into that. And because he works in people in individual ways. Yes. You know, very much so. Mm-hmm. And so we can't get caught up in some of these things and these debates about things and and if there's question go to god with it you know right. say hey god you know these people are saying this stuff you know and and sometimes he's going to use that to build our faith even more mm-hmm. you know that's a good point yeah so do not yeah. use these things that you see these big bolstery is that a word i don't <laughs> it know it is tonight i know i'm it just is making tonight. them up <laughs> but the, these 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 big loud um, things that you see sometimes it's like ask God about it and then He will take you on this path of building your faith and giving you knowledge yes. and understanding of these things and it, it there but there's no condemnation you know yeah. as long as your heart is right and as long as you're seeking God yeah there is no condemnation and He will get you where. You're supposed to be. Yes. It may not be today or tomorrow or the next day, but he knows what your timeline is and he knows what your path is. And so don't get derailed when you see this stuff. That's right. Seek him and your faith will build because Mm -hmm. you are going to, and because sometimes when you don't get that quick answer that you're looking for, you go further with him Mm -hmm. and, and he will lead you. To places that you know you've never imagined, because you're seeking him with the correct heart. Hmm. You put him first mm-hmm. in all things. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I know that's easier said than done, but it is possible. Mm-hmm. We can put him first in all things, and when we do, it's amazing what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. yeah, and it's that's that's his desire. Yeah, it's not, and it's not to. You know, God, God gives us um, leaders. He gives us pastors. But ultimate, uh, past all of that, He wants you to follow Him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want you to follow the guy up front, right? Mm-hmm. And, exactly. And if 
and I, and just to be very blunt with this, if the guy up front is telling you to follow him, <laughs> find someplace else. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because that's it. We've talked about this before, but but our job, as if God allows us to be in some type of, of leadership role, then our job is not to be the person to look to, but to show the other per- to show those people who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. So, and and I've said before, we're not windows to look to; we're windows to look through. Mm-hmm. And and it really is that that's the case because it's you've got to get down to the the foundations, the basics of following Jesus mm-hmm. and reading the Word mm-hmm. and learning the Word. Mm-hmm. And He will help you understand it if you take time to read it. Mm-hmm. And and that's still, that still, that's a great point, Phil, because that still pushes that we're building relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Spending time, let Him walk you through these things mm-hmm. and build the relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I found every time that I've read the Bible for myself and I thought I understood something and I dwelled on it and prayed over it, however long it was, day or a week or whatever, it became a more firm understanding in my mind because God was giving it to me. Now, I may confirm that by looking at what someone else says, but when in the times when I looked to someone else first and then went back and tried to apply the word to it, it always fell short. Mm. Unless it was the truth, yeah. But most of the time, it fell short, and then I, and that helped me. Going back to the word is what helped me have a more firm understanding of what it was saying. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah instead absolutely. of somebody absolutely. else, absolutely. I'm not saying don't listen to anybody else, but listen to God first, mm-hmm. and use other people as confirmation, mm-hmm. including me, mm-hmm. and you two as well. <laughs> Definitely me. God has to be right. first. <laughs> Whatever I say, you are. I know, right? No, you you know more check than what book. you let on to, Chad. You you have a very, like you said, you have a very unique relationship with the Lord, and I learn a lot from you. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. He, he over the past couple months, he's really taught me some things that are just incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, and and really, you get into that, and 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 where you get. That is from seeking the heart of the people you read about in Scripture, and asking Him for the wisdom and the understanding. Yes, you know, which is two different things. You know, the wisdom and understanding are two different things. And I don't remember off the top of my head the exact definitions, but you know, the wisdom is is knowledge, but the understanding is the is the basically the the application of it in your life mm-hmm. to a, to a mm-hmm. point, and. Um, and I could be wrong about that, so check that in the book. <laughs> but these are the things that you seek if you want the wisdom, and and it's not just a quick download. Now, to be fair, I've uh, I've really picked these guys' brains over the past couple of years a lot, and they've given me stuff because they've got it uh, often the hard way. You know, these yeah. guys have walked yeah. long paths to get to this information, and I've asked them, and they give me the quick you know, cheat sheet answer, and it was like, oh, man, and I'm like, I'm running 100 miles an hour, but but the beauty of it, <laughs> awesome. it is that over the past few months, like, I've, he's given me these deep, in, yeah. Informa- yeah. this deep information, yeah. because he's walked me on that path, and, you know. Because you sought him out. Well, yeah. Well. yeah. Yeah. And, and isn't it, 
different and even at points more meaningful for him to give you that information mm-hmm. and those answers rather than to read it from a book or ask somebody else. Right. So when he drops that in mm-hmm. to your heart and soul, mm-hmm. that's just like amazing. Right. And as Christians, mm-hmm. you know, I can't just rely on you guys forever. <laughs> you know, like, right. I mean, I appreciate your friendship <laughs> a lot, but I can't just rely on you guys to solve everything. <laughs> that's not how this works. Right. No. You know, yeah. like, as Christians... Yeah. You know, and especially as members of our church congregation, we can't just sit there and listen to the pastor and live off the pastor the rest of our life. Mm, right. Okay. Now, this is uplift, and I'm going to make this uplifting. <laughs> but we, we've got to grow. We've got to become peers with our pastor. Yeah. Yes. We've got to become peers because, you know, otherwise someday there's not going to be any pastors because, you know, nobody stepped forward. And not to say that we're all going to be pastors, obviously, but we've got to get up to that peer level to a point. And mm-hmm. I think everyone understands what I'm getting at because we have to grow. Right. You know, we, we can't just sit back on Sunday morning and, and either give the thumbs up or thumbs down to the guy up in the pulpit. You know, like we, we've, got to, we've got to learn, we've got to apply ourselves, and we've got to partner with them mm-hmm. in a meaningful way. Yeah. Yes. And I can tell you that's what your pastor wants. I was getting ready to say the same thing. Yes, dead on. Yeah. Because that does two things. It shows that his or her teaching is helping you grow, Mm -hmm. and it becomes a less lonely place for the pastor. Because it can be very lonely. Yeah, because you know what? There's those days when when people walk in and they sit down, they're like, man, I really don't want to be here. Well, guess what? There's days that the pastor walks up into the pulpit and goes, man, I really don't want to be here. I never knew that either. <laughs> it's so true. It and is. then when you walk in and, and you're, you're heading in and, and that's, that's the, the attack that's coming against you mm-hmm. and someone else walks in and they're on fire because they've been spending time with the Lord and they're growing and they're learning and da-da-da and you know, whatever it may be and they walk in and they start testifying to what God is doing in their life, mm-hmm. then man, that can change it that fast. Mm-hmm. It can change your oh, yeah. mindset, your heart position everything that fast because it's encouraging. And that's what Paul says. I wish you would all prophesy. But what he was talking about was, I wish you would all encourage. I wish you would all testify. And by doing what you're saying, Chad, then the pastor from his perspective or their perspective gets to watch people move forward and it becomes a confirmation to what they're doing and it it encourages their hearts. Right. And And in a way, it's a partnership. Because and that's exactly what my point was. Yes, yeah, you yeah. got it. It's because, a partnership. Because you feel like, okay, I got people on my team. Yes. I got yeah. I got people I can I'm working with here. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's amazing. And that's where we need to go. And and where you go and, and how I've been putting one foot in front of the other, very practically, is to watch what happens kind of behind the scenes when you read the scripture. What is the mm. behind the scenes? Where is these people's hearts? Mm. How did they act? And it goes right with what we're talking tonight about this flashy boldness and all this stuff. There were certain aspects that you'll read and you'll find that, and but many times not. And And so when you seek these things out in Scripture, and when you talk to God about it, He will give you that insight, that information, and take you the next step. Amen. He absolutely will. Yeah. 
And I'm just reminded of, you know, talking about the quietness mm-hmm. or, you know, that, that quiet authority and, and all those different things. <clears throat> but, you know, at, out of Luke 4, when Jesus goes into the wilderness and he's, he's going to be tempted by the devil, he's, you know, there 40 days and he's fasting. You know, scripture tells us that he goes into the wilderness full of the Spirit. And, and that's most of us. The Spirit is in us and, 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 and whatever it is that um, we are going to be called to do and that he wants us to do, then, then the gifts are available for us, so we're full of the Spirit. But he goes out into the wilderness by himself and he spends 40 days. Mm-hmm. And at the, at the end of that, that time, Scripture tells us that he came out in the power of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. How interesting is it that he goes in a place of solitude, and it shifts from the fullness to the power. Mm-hmm. But yet we feel like we may need to go get to church and have the live bands and all of that stuff, the entertainment at points, so that we can feel closer to God mm-hmm. when Christ went into the wilderness alone mm-hmm. for 40 days. Mm-hmm. Now, on and, and I include myself in this. Mm-hmm. There was a time that if you were to put me out somewhere by myself for five minutes, I couldn't handle it. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point in my life, I, I look forward to that quietness and that alone time with the Lord because I come out of that so much more, I feel powerful. Mm-hmm. Because I've been restored. That rest and restoration has taken place. Mm -hmm. And you're ready to get back into it because you spent some quiet time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that's key when you don't mimic what other people do. Yes. That's that's where you are like, okay, God, what do we we need to do? And he's like, okay, go go, go into the quiet. Right. Well, that's not what so-and-so does. And God's like, yep. Right. But this you is get, what I need. This is you. You get a gold star for that. <laughs> and a cookie. But yeah, so you got to do you and God. And, and, and that's going to look different. And it's going to look different from week to week, month to month. You know? Right. I mean, there are times when you're going to do different things and, and that sort of thing. And it's okay. You just have to kind of, you have to work with what he wants you to do. As time goes on and as you walk your path. Yes. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, it's that time. Oh, man, I was about to get into another subject. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. What a great night, though. It yeah. was. It, it was. was. Great time together. Yeah. And, and Phil's a little under the weather, and we were going to do something uh, bold <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> elaborate, but he wouldn't let us do it. But you, you know what? I already feel better. It's just amazing how when you are talking about God and you're relating to right. God, you just feel better. I mean, you do. I may walk away from here in five minutes and feel like I want to fall asleep again. But just for this last half hour, I have really improved. Yeah, exactly. And I, I walked in with a headache and haven't had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it, it really is amazing. Yeah. He is, he is amazing. Mm-hmm. He is amazing. Gives us the strength when we need it. Yes, he does. And the uplifting part is we ain't seen nothing yet. Nothing. No, that's true. Oh, man. That is so true. Oh. Yep. Yeah, man. But you want to be part of it. Yes. Get into the Word. 
Yes. Get to know Christ. Let the Spirit flow in you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Do your part on being prepared. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's coming. Amen. All right, everybody. Well, thank you guys, and thank yeah. you all for tuning yes. in. And, you know, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Give us your story. Yeah. And we would love to hear from you. Yeah. Yep. Have a great evening. Yep. Good night. Good night.